Welcome to Gaming Dad 101, the show where gamers become dads, and now we're looking for cheat codes. Welcome to episode 10, guys. This is going to be our Christmas episode. Joining us today, apparently he's waiting for me to say something before he even, even opens his mouth, is... You know what? Maybe I'll hold it for a little bit longer. See how long I can keep him without saying how something. How dare you? <laughs> Welcome, it's Brian. My ho, my co-host Brian. Duh. As usual, Brian. we're back. We're back well, in the swing of things. Let me see if I can do it. It's Brian. <laughs> Brian. Brian. Carl. Carl. <laughs> Carl. Uh, something like that. First and foremost, Brian, I want to thank you for taking charge the way you did last week, and I want to thank Brett for joining us yeah. on that episode and making up we for the fact Brett. that I got sick at the very he's last so cu- second. He's so wonderful. He did great, nice man. I want, I want him to come back, and I want it to be where I'm actually on the show, so I can actually Indeed. participate, because that'd be awesome, man. Gotta stop getting sick. Gosh, that- I need you to, like, get on that... I wrote the cheat that code vegan for a diet reason. Or something. And, and I wrote the cheat code for a reason, mm. Brian. That you, you hit mm. the nail on the head, dude. It's cause exactly because mm. I was sick. And I had no Purell to find anywhere. Mm. That it needs to be your wife, Just man. Swim in it. I probably swim should. Every everybody it's who probably has, good for your skin, right? Everybody who has probably. a child in daycare needs It's got vitamin E in it. I'm sure it does. I mean and but stuff. it also has alcohol and it dries the crap out of your skin. Uh, is that what? Why my skin? Because all the welcome vodka to I the drink. beauty tip podcast yeah. where we tell so you how to don't keep drink too much vodka. It dries nice out your skin. Apparently, I don't know. Anyway, before we get into the show, remember Gaming Dad One Hundred and One goes live every Wednesday on podcast services everywhere. And while you're there, please make sure to subscribe. Uh, that way, you get all the episodes as soon as we're posted. Instead of waiting or having to go look for them yourself, they'll show up right on your phone or your device. Uh, and since you're there, might as well drop us a, drop us a rating. Yeah. It helps us out. It makes people come. Listen to the show. It brings more ears to it. You know, that sort of thing. So everybody who's rated us and, and, and you know, commented so far, thank you so much. Greatly appreciated. Also, Thanks to you guys, we have an official rating on iTunes, which is always great. Cause oh, we have an official rating in yeah, iTunes. Yeah, we actually have an official God, rating. we're official. ITunes. Yeah. We're official. We're officially official official. Also, blast it whenever you're parked at, like, a stoplight, guys. Just open your windows. Just do it. People love it. It's their favorite thing in the day. Here, blast the gaming, part. Dad. Hey, you. Hey, you're, you're right next to us. Hey, hey, hey. I know this is a red light, but like, hey. how you doing? 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 Anyways, <laughs> moving on off of that stuff. <laughs> so, how's it going, Brian? It's been two weeks since I've seen you. It's, so, I hope. I mean, tell me what's going on. It's wonderful. Um, well, I am officially a stay-at-home dad now. It Yay. just started. Like, I think, what was it? Monday was my first full day as a stay-at-home dad. Nice. I don't know what to feel because I've always worked. So, yeah. No, well, now you get it's to work confusing. on projects around the house. Yeah, projects. That's sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? We'll see. It's going to take some getting used to. but And also, it's only, it may be temporary. We don't know. Um, my wife, whom for, uh, well, she's in the Navy. We got orders. We're moving to Hawaii uh, in March. And, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be hard to get the kids in daycare and stuff there for a while or anything like that. So I'm probably going to be doing this for a good little bit. Yeah. I mean, it works out. And just in case, since uh, I didn't know Brian was going to share that, don't be, you know, dissatisfied. Brian is going to still be part of the show. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm not going we're, anywhere. We're still There's Part of the beautiful beauty, thing. Part of the beautiful thing about last week's recording is that it, that's, it was actually one of our tests. 
to see, you know, what software we're going to be using when he moves so we can record the show. We found the interweb, guys. It's incredible. <laughs> there's, we found it. There's more than cat videos on it. I we promise. don't know how long it'll be alive, but we yeah, found it's, it. it. It's it's probably a passing thing, you know, a fad, you know, we'll kind of like bell-bottom pants. And the hoops with the... Boots. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, so being sick, though, I did get a lot of chance to play stuff, dude. Yeah, I got to check your out. list was long. I finally got to check out Fortnite. I got my whoop, butt whooped like there's no tomorrow. Really fun, though. I kind of... The only downside is because I was sick, I was kind of up at weird hours and stuff, so nobody was awake when mm. I was up. And I didn't have anybody to actually play the games with. But it was a lot of fun. And I, I kind of think that if you have the right group, I think that it would be a lot of fun and a lot of, you know, a lot of enjoyment there. So I did really like that. Um, I can't compare it to PUBG because I've never played PUBG. I've only watched PUBG. But I, de- I did like kind of the ridiculousness of it all. And because of the holidays, they have like a Christmas theme thing uh-huh. going on. Okay. <laughs> Oh, so one of the cool things I got to do was drop in from the party bus, drop in on a Christmas tree in the middle of a plaza, and then just tear the tree down. Cause wow. I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't realize it was going to tear it down, but it tore it down. Yeah. And Tis the season for Christmas trees. I'm sure League of Legends is doing their winter thing, too, dude. as well. And then I also checked out Sniper Elite 3, because I've always been a big fan of the Sniper Elite series. I felt that this one was a lot harder in terms of I was not as stealthy as I usually am in the past. It could have been me being sick. It could have been just me having a terrible day. But didn't do so great on that one either. Now, these are the games that like uh, they include like wind trajectory and curvature yes. of the earth and all that crazy crap mm-hmm. for sniping. Right? It, starts, it starts off very um, simple. But eventually, yes, you do have to take into consideration wind resistance. You have to take into consideration angles, um, any debris in the way, anything in, you know, moving targets and stuff of that nature. And there are missions where you can't be spotted at all. There's other missions where you can be spotted or they can tell where the shot came from, depending on what you use, because you can also customize your guns and silencers and everything and all that sort of thing. But it doesn't take place in, like, World War Two, Something like that? To be honest with you, I don't remember what time period this one took place. I've never written... I've never played these games for the story, I'll be honest with you. I've played these games for the simple, like, methodical, let me look at a scenario and what I can do to kill this person. You know what I mean? It's been... Co- it's completely mathematical, the reason I like these games. I've always been a sniper in every game that I played where I get a chance to, and, and that's kind of where I like to shine, but what I like about these games is that I can actually take my time. You know what I mean? There's no timer, there's no round, there's no hurry up and do it, it's make sure you have the right shot. You know what I mean? So I kind of like that. In the previous Sniper Elite game, one of the things that... Um, I ended up doing at one point was starting to use uh, bullet ricochets to hit mm. my targets. So the target would be behind a corner or something. So then it's okay. How can I line up that shot to have the bullet ricochet to get a headshot? Because that's the other thing. I don't go for anything other than headshots. You know what I mean? Or throat shots. And only throat shots because sometimes they have helmets and 
you know, unfortunately the wind messes up my shot and it ends up going through their neck. But that's that's just kind of like a bit of an extra challenge that I like to give myself. But uh, so far, having a lot of fun with it. So I enjoyed that. Um, and then I kind of went back in time a little bit and I started playing Darksiders 2. Because it's a it good was, game. Dude, it's free. it was free um, this month for the PlayStation. So I figured, why not give it a shot? Because there was news about Darksiders 3 um, as well. Whoop, whoop. So Getting I your whip like, on. I've never played any of them. And I know, I believe you used to play them. You've played I've them. I've played both of the prior yeah. installments. So I, I remember you playing. I remember you telling me about it. I remember you saying you liked it. So I started playing that one. Um, as a matter of fact, I streamed two and a half hours of it. And about 40 minutes of it were me getting my butt whipped. I cannot play games when I'm sick. I really can't. Don't you just love Death's like snarky... <laughs> like comments that he has for everybody dude it's it's been great so far i'm not done with it by by any chance as a matter of fact this weekend i'm probably going to be playing some more of it i may stream some of it depending on how i'm feeling because man the stream was very 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 frustrating <laughs> it was dude i was there for about 20 minutes and then I realized my mic was off the entire time. Oh, uh, no. I'm here trying to talk to my viewers, and I'm not really getting responses. And I'm like... Nobody is, was, like, telling is, you that yeah, your mic was off. This is weird. Like, I'm, I'm surprised nobody's, you know, saying anything to me, talking and stuff. And um, go and behold, I went to go my, uh, mute my microphone so I could cough. And as I looked to go mute it, it was already in mute. I'm like, oh, that that would probably be why. So and there you go. Yeah. So I believe the stream is still up on Wait, our Twitch. Wait, hold on. Are our mics on? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. The okay. Mics are yep. On. Our mics are on. Our mics okay, are good, on yes. right now. Um, so if you want to go look at how bad I sucked at Dark Siders two, go check out our Twitch channel. Yeah. Uh, Twitch TV backslash Geekandcast. Uh, there should still be a clip. Outstanding. Uh, I can't wait to Dark watch this. Siders two. Um, also, what other game? Um, uh, Dark Souls. Of course, I played some more Mario, but of that's just—it's a quick. Like I told you, Mario's perfect for that quick play for five or ten minutes and and put the game down, get a couple of moons, and and you're done, you know. And I I keep finding more and more, and it's just the game that does it end essentially. But it's fun because it's short, it's quick, it gets it over and done with. And then the game that I wanted to um, get into mainly because I know that you're still playing Monster Hunt. Um, Generations, Monster Hunter Generations. I actually got to try the Monster Hunter World's Beta. I'm so jealous. Um, I want to say don't be, but I had kind of a mixed experience with it. Okay, the game is beautiful. By far, it's beautiful. This is my very first exposure to a Monster Hunter game. I've known about them in the past. They never caught my attention. Something about this one did. And something about the E3 reveal trailer of it was basically telling me, hey, you need to play this. You know what I mean? So I was very excited about the beta. I've had it reserved since E3. But I couldn't get a hang of it, really. And I guess if I had to narrow it down, it's... I blame the game on one count. But every other count is mostly me being overwhelmed. You know what I mean? So take my opinion in a grain of, as a grain of salt. Unfortunately, I I don't have much experience with the series, so I'm you know you can I 
my opinion is, you know, dust in the wind, essentially. But the only problem I did have are the controllers. The controllers felt very clanky to me. They didn't feel as responsive. They didn't feel, um, they didn't feel right. You know what I mean? Uh, to some extent, I kind of wish I could have mapped my own buttons. I think that would have helped some more. Um, I don't know if the option to map the buttons was in there or not. Uh, I didn't get to explore it that much. And to be quite frank, I was very frustrated that things were not happening when I was pressing them. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I know you and I were talking about it before we came on air. And uh, you, you had some suggestions in terms of it might be weapons. It might be this. It might be that. And I think that might be. I, I, I want to... I want to think that the problems I had with this game are because it's on beta and because I'm new to it, because I was very overwhelmed with the amount of customization you can have on your character and on your, what is it? Pow? pow Palico. 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 Little kitty person. <clears throat> yeah. And you know what I mean? So all of the customization that you had kind of threw me off and I just didn't know what was a good idea, what was a bad idea. I started messing with things like I started the beta not with the weapon that you're given at first. I actually, in my whole, like, let me look at what's going on. I ended up changing my weapon. And it was essentially, I can't remember the name, but it was like a thin sword that you could, I guess, put into your shield to turn it into like an axe. And I did not like the attack buttons. That was the problem I kept having the most was pressing the right attack buttons. That's why I'm saying, I think if I can map, it'll be easier. So, I'm still I'm looking forward to the second open beta because they're doing one again December 22nd starts um, to get a little more experience on that and see how I truly feel about it. So there's a couple of things. Uh, I'm so for those of you guys who don't know, I mean I have been talking about Monster Hunter, but I am not an expert. I've probably got like I'm like a little bit more knowledgeable than Chris is. As far as, like, I've been playing the game for, like, a couple of weeks now. I've been playing Generations. So, one, a lot of the UI and everything in World is much more polished than it is in Generations. So, be <laughs> thankful you're not playing it on a 3DS. <laughs> oh, no, no. Because I was actually very glad about that. That and freaking I was wondering, new 3DS thumbstick is it's I, murder. <laughs> I kept wondering if I was having a hard time on a console how you were able to play it on it's challenge so monster hunter is challenging and there's a couple of different things first having the right mindset will help you out monster hunter is not a hack and slash game you don't go in and just murder a whole bunch of monsters all at once collect loot go home and make everything that's not how it works you have to be very analytical in how you approach a monster some of them are pretty easy some of them you can roll in and just start smashing buttons away and take them out after a while other ones you have to pay very close attention you have to be very aware of your timing your timing for attacks your timing for dodge your timing for laying traps and for polishing or uh, sharpening your weapon which is great by the way congrats to you for for finding out that sharpening your weapon you used to have to farm it. You have to farm it in generations. You have to find whetstones. Yeah, no, now you, see, you don't here's, have to. Here's, here's the problem I had with the damn sharpening of the blade. I remember when you mentioned that I was very excited because I like that mechanic. However, I don't like that mechanic when I'm in the middle of the fight. You have to. <laughs> and you have to because you don't have a backup weapon. If you, so if you – there are levels of sharpness to the weapons in Monster Hunter. Uh, well, at least for the bladed weapons. I don't know if hammers are like that, too. Uh, if someone knows, please let me know because I haven't actually used a hammer. Uh, I prefer using long swords. Um, and there's levels of sharpness. And once you drop below a certain level, 
uh, there's a chance that your attack is going to bounce off of the monster. And if it does, they can turn around and counterattack you. And normally it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. And the lower the sharpness that. is, the more often you, you're going to bounce. that the hard way. Yeah. See, that's another thing about Monster Hunter is that it does punish you for mistakes, but in a way that you can learn from them. <laughs> in most, speaking, in most, in that case, all mistakes are mistakes yeah. to learn from. This is just not one mistake I particularly like to make. Now, another thing that Chris did, uh, it sounds like that you grabbed. I'm thinking about it now. I think you grabbed the charge blade because uh, the charge blade, if I remember correctly, switches from sword to axe. There's also the switch axe. This switches from axe to sword. Uh, are the two different? That just seems. Redundant. They're very. There are three different classes of weapon now in Monster Hunter World versus just having them all separate. But they're the same weapons they've had more or less for the last few games. Uh, the class of weapon that he ended up picking are the technical weapons. They're the ones that aren't necessarily very forgiving for the new hunter. That we call them hunters. Call them. I'm a hunter. You're you're a hunter now too, technically. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, newer hunters are gonna probably have a harder time with weapons like that because they take uh, a much more intuitive knowledge of the weapon. It's not just something you just pick up and go smash buttons and take somebody out. And I agree. And I think that, and that's why I'm saying it's part of the problem. I think that this game was a lot more technical than I was prepared for, and I was in the mindset of and. I blame the game only because even when I wasn't battling a monster, the controller still felt clanky. Mm. However, I still think that that is mostly beta issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel that once the game is fully out, that it will be polished in that regard. I don't think, I don't think that's going to be a continued problem. Yeah, you got to think it's probably the load on the server too that's messing with it. Because if you're connected to it, everybody around the world that wants to play the beta is connected to it, and they're doing sure. Japan, US, yeah. UK. You yeah, they did it. a world release, and, and and sure that could be the issue. I mean, clearly they need to fix that. But the controller thing, I'm not too concerned about in terms of. Oh guys, this game's gonna suck. No, I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be one of those things that there there was clankiness when the game fully is fully out. It should be fixed, hopefully. And if not, it's probably going to be much more improved. Um, you mentioned that you know the controls sometimes are meant to feel clanky. That can also be a you know a problem that I had for not for being a noob to it really, as opposed to expecting it. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, you picked a pretty heavy. So weapon. far, <laughs> so far the game the game is beautiful. That's for sure. Um, it looks gorgeous, and the, it's it's hard. I mean, at the end of the day, it is hard. That's another thing. Maybe the difficulty setting that I had it on was too high. You know what I mean? For someone like me who, you know, wasn't prepared for it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that there's nothing wrong with setting the game to easy. If you want to set the game to easy to enjoy the story, if you want to set the game to grueling, do it by all means. You know what I mean? It's not for everybody. I personally think I might have gone a little too high on the difficulty. <laughs> At least to start with, I, I think I need to just lower stuck it. Stuck with the weapon they gave you is probably mm. one of the big things. I should low. I should probably lower it to like a more normal setting, and then get used to that, and then hike it up. You know so, what I mean? So, minor advice for someone who's been playing the game for a few weeks now, and I mean, like, I'm really addicted. So that few weeks is probably a lot of game time in there. Uh, a couple of things. Pay attention to your environment because in the world there's a lot of things. When you guys go into the beta in the 22nd, because I can't play it because I got an Xbox right now. They might do an Xbox beta in January. Who knows? 
I hope so. I'm sure they will. But um, <clears throat> pay attention to your environment because you can use your environment as a weapon against the monsters now. Uh, especially, or it's improved now. Especially like if there's big hanging rocks and stuff like that, you can knock them down into the monsters. The second thing is, if you are like flat out new to Monster Hunter, I highly recommend that you guys try out either the sword and shield, the long sword, or the bow and arrow. Or probably the three most forgiving weapons for you to figure out. Bow and arrow is just flat out like it's it's pretty easy. Like there's only three button presses you really have to worry about plus you get to move around now when you charge your bow which is fantastic versus what you used to have to do was sit and aim so you were a sitting duck while you're charging up your bow so you have to really be particular with where you're at and have your palicos distract the monster but anyways bow and arrow it sounds like sword and shield funny enough the way you mentioned it that way it sounds kind of like how i i approach my sniper games that are you know sniper specific. I so should have probably maybe taken bow and a little more time. A good, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Maybe I should have taken more time to plan things out. And that's why I'm saying like I did have issues with the game, but I'm fully aware and mostly and mostly satisfied with saying that the problems were more me than the game. Um, really, the only thing I could think of that, that well. The only other problem I did have was the fonts were really small, but that's just an old guy problem. <laughs> with just a, get you a magnifying glass. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, just, <laughs> that's just me being old, essentially. Um, so look forward but, to hearing how Chris does in the beta round when, two on the 22nd. the beta comes out for the 22nd, <laughs> I shall let you know, well, Sonny. Fun fact, there's a weapon that looks like an old man cane. If you want to. Oh, and for the record, I just looked it up. Unfortunately, Capcom hasn't released on whether they are going to do a PC or an Xbox um, One beta at the moment. So, realistically, there's a very good chance that there will be at some point. It's it's just PlayStation, I guess, managed to get the exclusive beta for now. I mean, the game comes out at the end of next month. The same time as Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is disappointing for me because now I got two games that I got to pick up. But yep, January twenty sixth. Yeah. So for everybody who spends a lot of money on Christmas, make sure you save a little bit yeah. more. Get them gift cards that you guys got. <laughs> oh, there you go. If you got your gift cards, make sure you save them. <clears throat> All right. So now that we, we we've caught up on what we've done for the past mm-hmm. two weeks, essentially, Brian Nintendo keeps killing it. Yeah, was this? There's, there's what do they call Care Bears. They Care have Bear no, no, no. no. Let, let, let's go back a little. Oh, bit. we're going back. They, they Nintendo started with the Amiibos. Started with the Amiibos. Now they came with the Switch. Now they came with the Switch. Now they have the cereal. Now they have cereal. Now they have the Build a Bear. Oh, they're bu- not not Care Bears. Build a Bear. No, not Care Bears. Care Bears. Care Bears have the, the two little different pictures things. on their, like their tummies the, and yeah. the Care Bear stare. Yeah, the exact and all that, which yeah. is basically like firing. Laser beams of love and hope through your chest, like sure. That's what they. That's the Care Bear stare. Was it's, like it's, it's not your chest. I'm not the. It's your belly, which makes it makes it a little weird. Yeah, it's even weirder. So <laughs> like you're launching like your nachos. From so yeah. Anyway, back to it. Nintendo <laughs> is having their old Builder Bear um, collection, dude. Where you can get like different bears to look like Mario. You can get uh, a Bowser bear. You can get. Um, I believe they're having with a Yoshi bear as well. Or you could combine them. And make a make a Yoshio. What the frick was Bowser that? Yoshi Mario Bow Yoshio. How long? How long were you sitting on that joke? How long were you? I don't know. It you, just kind of came to me. You know, genius. Genius is something that just comes and goes, Chris. It's not a permanent. Clearly, thing. it left. Hey, sucker! You need ago. to calm down over there, <laughs> Mister. I'm going to use one of the hardest weapons to figure out in Monster Hunter for my first time. 
Why not? There you go. <laughs> but yeah, dude, they're they're Nintendo's just killing it, man. And it's kind of it's kind of perfect that it's coming right before the holidays. And I'm not gonna lie, I kind of want to get some for the kids. Um, we'll see whether we're able to get our hands on it since Nintendo likes to undersell everything. Um, but yeah, dude, what are you? It's what retaining are you think? the market value price. Yeah, first. okay. It's creating false market value. Whatever. No, it's not because people hours. still want the stuff. <laughs> eh, I'm I'm tired of it. I well, know plenty of people that are tired of hunting for several. I'm sorry, certain you got things. a switch, right? Yeah. Mm, you're probably gonna get Builder Bear stuff too, right? Possibly. All right, there you go. Yeah, and you're gonna you, get the cereal. But you know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> if I can't find it, I'm not gonna care. Mm, sure. Mm, do you see sure. me with an NES Classic? Do you see me with an SNES Classic? No, you don't. That's just because you're lame. No, it's because I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna hunt for it. I want it. And one as long there. as Nintendo wants my money, I will be happy to give it to them. Okay. But if they make it hard for me to give them my money, then I'm not gonna bother. It's just mm. basically what it boils down to. Mm. Likely story. I'll look for the Builder Bears the next time over at your house. All right. I'm sure I'll see them. <laughs> right next to the Mario cereal. Probably right there. As a matter, I really do want the Mario cereal. I'm not gonna. Lie. And there you go. <laughs> look at you shaking. Sweating in the chair, <laughs> ready good. for the Mario cereal. That's the diabetes talking. <laughs> I'm not diabetic. <laughs> After the cereal, you will be. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. All right, so moving on, man. We have more Harry Potter mobile news. Yeah. For some reason, they're game not two. just making one game. <laughs> they're making two. Two. Game two. I'm this excited. one sounds very interesting. I'm actually, this is a story from Kotaku. I'm going to read the beginning of it by Allegra Frank. The story-based role-playing game inspired by Harry Potter is now in the works. Produced by mobile studio Jam City uh, that did Marvel's Avengers Academy. Uh, they, Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery is going to let players create their own Hogwarts student. Uh, yeah, they're going to create their own student which is going to be the first time they do it. Uh, basically, the game's going to follow a storyline in which players' custom uh, wizard will attend class, run into familiar professors, and experience Hogwarts uh, and everything that it has to offer. I don't know how they're going to pull this off. I'm probably the same way they do every mobile game. They just make a very generic setup. I don't know. For my understanding, sort of story to it. For my understanding, it's going to have AR components to it as well. But. You're gonna attend class? Like I don't know. It just seems it seems a little too. It's involved. probably like missions. You know, attending class would be like the different missions. You know, like make this potion, cast Pro- this spell. Probably, but it kind of makes me wish that if that were the case, it kind of makes me wish that it would be more of uh, MMORPG on a console, mm. not on a phone. Only because I think you could. I feel like you could do more on a console with that console. Well, I don't know, because, I mean, there's companies releasing freaking games like Knights of the Old Republic onto cell phone. So, and cell phones are getting really beefy. Like, come on, the Razer is making a cell phone for gaming. So, who knows? Maybe it is going to be really beefy. It's just that if you have an older phone, you might just be out of luck (laughs) trying to play this game. Yeah, true, true. I mean, and nowadays, too, we live in a society where people are mostly updating their phones every year to two years. And the people that so. want, like, the really committed games, like Pokemon Go, get cell phones specifically for Pokemon Go. Like, Sprint's offering a freaking uh, Pokemon Go credit, like $100 worth of Pokemon Go coins. Are you freaking For switching right to Sprint. No. Wow. So, who knows? Hogwarts might be really All intensive. Right, so, so, marketing strategy... Even though it's brilliant aside, that's just kind of sad that people would switch just for a $100 credit 
to Pokemon Go. I mean, bro, when Pokemon Go dropped, GameStop was advertising that they had Pokemon Go capable phones <laughs> to get people to buy the phones because they had like cricket in the stores. Oh man, that's all right. That's yeah. I didn't... Here's the thing, though. I mean, it, it works. works. Of course. <laughs> that's why I said brilliant marketing scheme aside because yeah. it is brilliant. It's kind of sad, dude. That's yeah. the culture we live in, man. Like yeah. people like free stuff. I guess so. Even if it's not really free. <laughs> so what do you think? I mean, are you excited? Do people still care about Harry Potter like this? I yeah, mean, yeah. I know, I know, I do. But and I know that there's people still out there. I mean, my wife is one of those people that's still addicted to Pokemon Go. She plays it almost daily. But I, I kind of feel like the Harry Potter craze passed for a game like this. I don't know. I don't think so. Because if you look, there's like the the uh, Magical Beasts and Where to Find the movie. Yeah. It's a series. There's more coming. And there's that, a lot more coming. But my thing is this. My thing is I would understand a Harry Potter game or at least a second Harry Potter game dealing more with what's new and current, like the Mystical Beasts and Where to Find them, as opposed to the old Harry Potter story that finished several years ago you know what i mean that's kind of where i'm I'm a little confused and i know that potterheads are everywhere and i know that they're gonna love this game and i know that it's gonna sell well i just kind of feel like it's a little late you know what i mean i disagree i feel like a good like so there's two different games coming out and i feel like if both games have a solid release especially the ar one the the harry potter ar however they're gonna do that we're still not sure what's going on with that i think it's probably gonna bring back or add in some more energy into the the franchise because Harry Potter's a really strong running franchise. Even if the eighth book was like, I, I didn't even bother reading it because it kind of meh, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, maybe I should. Someone tell me if I should or not. I've heard it I wasn't mean, that good. I, I just but. rewatched the movies like a month or so ago. We finally introduced uh, our oldest to them, and he was very hesitant to watch them at first, but he got hooked. Mm-hmm. Like, like by the second one you know what i mean he he didn't want to he's oh it's old it's i don't care nobody cares about harry potter and then he got hooked on it too and it's pretty so good it, it's a good story and it's a good thing i just i don't know i just find it weird i feel like i kind of wish that and i kind of hope that even though it's based in the harry potter universe that we don't deal with Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's said I, in the article that there's no guarantee that like Ron, Hermione, or Harry are even going to show up. It's just more of like the familiar professors. There's no so guarantee, there's but no, it's also we'll one see. of those cases where you got to kind of think about it like they're going to put him in there. There's probably going to be like it's not I don't think he's going to be like a main part of the story in this RPG setup. I think it's more me like there's going to be snippets about him. Maybe in, like, his adult, like, maybe this happens at the same time as he's, like, a uh, R, you know, with the ministry and all that stuff. Because that's a thing. Yeah. I don't know. So, I, I look forward to it. I want to see exactly how it goes. Hopefully, it does very well. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know how we like it whenever it actually comes out. There's no date for it yet or anything. It's just kind nope. of... It's just all... This may there. be coming. Or it may not, you know. Because it could... Maybe it gets, you know, vetoed by somebody up maybe in higher corporate. Maybe it gets scrapped. Maybe it gets changed. I don't know. But I am curious. I And I am I am still sad that there's no such thing for the console. I, I just prefer my consoles. You know what I mean? You like staying at home. No. Curled up under the blanket. No, because I like my Switch. Cocoa. I take my Switch everywhere. Mm. You know, nothing better like than going story. to your mother in law's and bringing your Switch. Hey! Yeah, <laughs> so then you don't have to deal with it. 
No, and then I'm gonna have my uh, my uh, nephews and my niece watching and stuff, and you know, it it makes it it makes it a more family affair, and I kind of like that. So I can't wait to have my Switch so I can do. All I, I just feel bad because all my nieces and nephews are like, Uncle Chris, I want one, and I'm just like, tell your mommy. <laughs> I, mean, I can't help you there. <laughs> I wish I could. I mean, you know. All right. So moving on to the next story. Um, Brian, apparently, and the, we haven't really talked much about any of this um, because we're not speedrunners ourselves, but I found this really cool where somebody has now completed uh, Mario 64 and they completed a level with only using uh, what they're calling a half button press. Uh, to basically complete the game without jumping and collect all the stars. So, hopefully you guys have been listening to us throughout all these podcasts that we've been doing. We're on, what, episode 10? Episode 10. Again? Yeah, episode 10. Woo! We're the exact opposite of (laughs) speedrunners. The complete opposite. (laughs) We do everything you possibly can. But what's cool is, so speedrunning is really neat. And there's actually a lot of competitions and a lot of, like, there's a guy that has the world record for the fastest completion of Super Mario for the Nintendo. Dude, I watched that the other day, actually. It's impressive, isn't it? It's like, impressive. holy crap. He shaved it. He shaved off, I think, 20 seconds off of the previous world record. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I think, wasn't it him anyways? That was the last world record holder? I can't remember. I can't. These guys that. get crazy into it. And it's really impressive. And the thing about speedrunners is that they also do, like, different challenges for themselves. Like get hit the least amount of times, or in this case, press the least amount of buttons possible. Yep. And, uh, well, in this case, it's not just press the least amount of buttons. It's try not to jump. Yeah. Essentially. And what I like the most about this, and, and I, you remember the times better than I do, unfortunately, um, but he cut the game's completion time from what? I think it was like 12 hours? He did. He completed his best time, was used to be 14 hours, and figuring out, this certain spot aspect of this level in order to do the half jump or whatever shortened his time down to five hours. He shaved, what is that, nine hours off yeah, of his time, to, of beat his time to beat Super Mario 64. And that's just impressive, man. And it's, I guess, one of the biggest reasons why I like the aspect of speedrunning is because essentially people learn how to break the game. You know what I mean? A lot of the speed speed. I've yet to see a speed run where they run the game as it was meant to be ran. You know what I mean? All speed runners that I've seen have found some way to break the game where they can skip a wall or jump over this particular, stack up certain things, jump over this wall and reach the end. Um, use a particular gun to shoot a particular spot and suddenly you are transferred somewhere else. Um, Mario, make Mario go back and forth, back and forth. You know, ten times, and suddenly you're in a different level. Basically, taking advantage things. of the game's cold yeah. code, whether it's new, you or it's new just or one old. One of those cases where I love the fact that I mean, how long ago did the original Mario come out? You know what I mean? It's and old. you're telling me, <laughs> 25, 30 years later, you're still finding new stuff. It's it's impressive, man. It, it's just downright impressive, and I I love that aspect of speedrunning. I wish I had. I wish I had the capability of just speedrunning everything, but so far, there's only one game that I've been able to speedrun, and that ha- that was a challenging in and of itself, and that was uh, Gone Home. That's the Gone only home. game I've been able to speedrun, and it's essentially a quote-unquote walking simulator, 
But you know what? I, I, I got the trophy. I beat that thing. I think it took me, what is it? I think you have to beat it in under a minute. Or something like that. Wow. To get the trophy. I can't remember it's it. It's impressive, I guess. But I, I did it with like 10 seconds to spare. And that was that alone was a great accomplishment. I was super excited about that, man. So for these people that break world records and do things that are just not even supposed to be able to be done, it's just impressive as hell. That's very... Like, I can tell you the fastest game I've ever beaten was Fable... Uh, <clears throat> The Lost Chapter, I think it's called. The first Fable, but with the expansion to it. Yeah. I've beaten that in, like, 12 hours. Nice. Which is, I mean, that's doing, like, as little as possible, not really paying attention. And, like, I found it's just something I don't personally enjoy doing. Because then I feel like I haven't enjoyed the game to its fullest. We we go back to me making fun of you, like, three or four episodes ago, where we were talking about you playing a game and being stuck in the menu for half an hour to an hour just because you're trying to make sure you have everything skilled and equipped to the way that you want your character precisely down. And that's, I think, why you love Monster Hunter. Yeah, (laughs) it lets me be me. it lets (laughs) you be you, essentially. So, I don't know. It's just it's pretty freaking cool, and I thought I'd mention it. One, because it's right before the holidays. A lot of media outlets are taking vacations, and there's not much news coming out today, and I thought, you know, this would be kind of a neat one. Um, and yeah, so I figured I'd share that. Moving on, on the last bit of news, this is one that Brian added <laughs> and uh, was apparently super excited about because I got I just got a clip. Wait, how's it go? Show though? me. I can't. There it is. Sorry, there's a predator map for Ghost Recon Wildlands. <laughs> DLC coming. All of that. Try- yeah, I was trying to make the clicky sound. You know the the predators, yeah. the way they talk, and it's hard. <laughs> But it's pretty cool. So apparently, you're going to get to hunt down the Predator. You get to go as like a multiplayer team to find the guy and kill him. And there's loot. You get his little, you can get his little arm blade. You can get his helmet. It's pretty awesome. The only bad part about it is that it's a limited time. It's only for uh, a season. I can't remember how long it's for, but it's like I a promotional know, yeah. thing. that It's like a week or two or something along those lines. I think it's probably because they're coming out with another... Alien versus Predator. Whatever predator the case may be, movie. they need to do things like that more often. And personally, yeah. I wish they'd just leave it in the game. It, it begs the question of, like, what can games do to be promotional for, like, different seasons and holidays that they have going on? League of Legends, for instance, like, they take their maps and they make them into, like, a holiday winter wonderland kind of thing while you play and give you holiday skins. But is that something that... A lot of games can do is that like each game could have their own personality dude i happen to think so i really do i mean you have games like pokemon who do the same thing yeah um pokemon go and things of that nature and Heck, ultra and sun and moon has like have, day night fall yeah. cycles all that so it's one of those cases where i don't see why they don't do it more often and and whether now using a game to promote something like a movie that i'm a little more weary of you know what i mean um like Marvel Puzzle Quest. Yeah, they have events for like every Marvel movie that comes out. And, but that's cool because it's particularly to that brand. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Predator and Wildlands doesn't necessarily go together other than they're in a Latin American country and you can go in the jungle. You know what I mean? So I think it, it can make sense a little bit just because, I mean, it didn't make sense in the first Predator movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger or whoever it was. I think it was Arnold, it right? Was. It was Arnold. It was Arnold yes. Like, they're a bunch of soldiers in the jungle, and something's killing everybody. You know, yeah. it makes sense to me. You know, like, 
this jungle connection there. and that's what i'm saying like it's, it's a latin american country which is exactly where the first predator took place and it's you know in the middle of the jungle which is how the original predator took place and and i do like that aspect but i i kind of i don't know I, there's a little something about it that i don't like but i'm more excited about it than not you know what i mean yeah so i i want to play it so I you think, really want to play it because it looks pretty awesome. You could think like um, going back to the little seasonal things, you know, maybe like Skyrim has like a Nordic feast that they do every part of that season or, you know, Mario has uh, That'd be cool to log into Mario <laughs> and go, for example, to uh, New Donk City and there's a giant Christmas tree. That'd be yeah. awesome. Or like Carnival, like if they go the Italian route because Mario is yeah. supposed to be Italian, you know, Something, you get you to know, do that. I mean, there's. Can they do it? Yes. Should they do it? Depends on the game. I think. I think some games can have that really neat niche that adds it adds replay value to yeah. it. But the other ones, maybe not. Wildlands is kind of an iffy one, just because it's tying it to a movie, not necessarily a season or holiday thing. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah. So yeah. So that pretty much covers all the news that we have for this week. As I mentioned, it is the holidays, and and we are in the middle of a slow news week because. A lot of announcements happened the week that I was sick, and I didn't get to be a part of them. Sorry. <laughs> it happens. Whatever. Um, so, with that said, though, I thought it would be a good idea, considering that this is our Christmas episode, to discuss previous Christmas and games we've gotten for Christmas and, you know, ideas that you have for the kids or traditions that you may have or whatever the case may be. Oh, man. Well, I know a big tradition that I used to have with my family, I don't know if anyone else did, was uh, we'd open one present on Christmas Eve. <clears throat> Just one. You get to pick it, or your parents pick it for you, and then you move on. That was like a big holiday tradition, but game-wise, I mean, I played Skyrim, because it came out like a month before Christmas. You know what? But game? that was that was the year that like we didn't really do anything. I think we were living together then. Like we didn't yeah. really do. We gave dollar store presents. I think I got like a big, massive beer mug thing. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a good uh, year. It was a good year. It was a, it was a year. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, Brian and I were roommates during college and stuff. And one year we were just very tight on money, so we figured, okay, well. Let's, you know, everybody gets $5, and let's go to the dollar store, and we'll buy each other dollar store presents. Oh, we made and, a Christmas tree just out of lights on the wall, yep, too. Yep. That was and pretty neat. Honestly, that was one of the best Christmases ever yeah, in regards to... It was simple, fun. It was simple. It wasn't... Nobody was worried about what we were getting. Everybody knew we were getting dollar store gifts, but it also made it kind of like, okay, well, how can we resolve this issue of we have no money? But how can we still give gifts that are going to mean something, even though they're coming from the dollar store? Whatever happened to that glass? I miss it. I um, think it broke. You broke yours. Yeah. Yes. It was so cool. I had like one. Huge. And I don't know where mine is. <laughs> mm. So, But good news yeah, is that they're a dollar. Yeah, they are a dollar. <laughs> I can just go back and get another one. But um, I think a really fun tradition that I'd like to do is once the boys get old enough, Nolan's almost there. Or, uh, yeah, Nolan's almost I thought it was... Call them your kids. Like, no, they're my kids. <laughs> Nolan's almost there. Killian's got a while, but maybe having like you know, just stay up on Christmas Eve and play video games, drink hot chocolate, maybe open a present or something. You know, nice. Watch a good movie. In terms of traditions, man, I I don't really have one. Um, my I've never really celebrated the holidays. I've never been one to really celebrate anything because of family stuff. You know what I mean? It's never really been one. 
It's never Mr. really Grinch. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it's never really been something that we celebrated. Like we, like as a family, in terms of like my parents and stuff, haven't done Christmas. I can't even remember to be honest with you. I want to say I, I was somewhere in the neighborhood around fifteen or so. The last Christmas I can remember having as a family. Um, so they're kind of weird for me. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of a weird thing. Um, also, because of co-parenting, it makes it a little harder for us to kind of plan actual traditions because things are always changing and stuff. Um, we found out this year <clears throat> that um, not next year, but the one after, things should be a little more normal. So we should be able to start like a tradition now with the kids going forward, starting at that point. Um, but so far, the only tradition really that we have is we go to my mother-in-law's for Christmas Eve. But all of the, we open all the presents. However, all the presents at grandma's are Santa's presents. Oh. So their presents at grandma's are strictly Santa and strictly grandma. It's another thing. Anything else that's like presents from us to the kids, they won't get those at grandma's. They'll get this at our house. So this year, we're actually lucky to have uh, both of the boys for uh, Christmas Day. So it'll be the first time where I will be waking up early to go downstairs and let's open up Christmas presents. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's kind of like the the real only tradition that we have. It's Christmas is strictly grandma stuff because then grandma gets to spoil the living hell out of them. And then once we get home, we, we make those presents from us so they can kind of see like this is... This is our effort. This is, you know, we work very hard to give you guys gifts and stuff like that. Um, and that's kind of, that also comes from the whole, and yeah, you're going to call me a Grinch again. But it comes from the whole, like, I don't I don't like the whole Santa fib to children. I've recently read something that makes me feel better about it. And um, I wish I could give credit. I can't because this is an article I read really last year. And I've, I've, I've run across from it here and there. And unfortunately, I don't know who the uh, original author of it is. But there's it was a lady who wrote a blog. And um, <clears throat> her oldest child asked whether Santa was real. <laughs> so rather than just, yeah, Santa's not real and get it over and done with. Or rather than, you know, reassure her that Santa is real. She explained how... Basically, children grow up believing in Santa. But then comes a point where that child becomes Santa. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's a, tra- it's a transitional thing where it made me a little bit more okay with having the kids believe. You know? Because, and I'll tell you the, the story about how I stopped believing in Santa in a second. But I've always felt that it was kind of like a big lie. Like, I didn't, my way of finding out whether Santa was real or not was ridiculous, but I needed it to be ridiculous to know for sure, you know? Um, And I felt really heartbroken and, like, lied to when I found out that it wasn't. And I feel that the whole becoming Santa is a much nicer, um, it's a much nicer lesson, you know what I mean? Because it's going to teach children that the whole, the love of Christmas and the love of giving and the, and the, the Yuletide and the being there for other people 
is really us growing up to be kind to other people. You know what I mean? So I kind of like that whole mentality of, you know, once you reach a certain age, you know, you become Santa. We're all Santas in, in our right. You know what I mean? So I really like that. Um, and now so you can laugh at me after having such a serious long uh, monologue that I didn't expect to have. The reason I stopped believing in Santa is because I wrote him a letter and I said, Dear Santa, I want to be a Power Ranger. And if I'm not a Power Ranger, I know you're fake. Wow. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be like you set up a trap for your parents or something, but no, that's just disappointing. No, no. <laughs> no, I just I needed it to be ridiculous. I needed it to be magical. And at the moment, I couldn't think of anything more magical than being a Power Ranger. I figured it out on my own. Did you? How? Yeah. Mostly through the thought process of like, okay, when I go to bed, something happens. When I wake up, there's Christmas presents. I'll stay up tonight and just hang out and find out what happens. And I heard my parents moving around. And I say, oh, parents probably put Christmas presents on the Christmas tree. <laughs> See, I was one of the smart kids where I was like, look, you guys don't have to try to tell me what's going on. I know. I know, but I'll I play won't. Along. I won't tell Diana. That's my little sister, by the way, <laughs> who is the sweetest little human being you could ever meet um mostly because of the she is a developmental thing but that's i have another experience for you guys my little sister has got a learning disability so i've gotten to experience that and you know here's hoping both of my boys are healthy and intelligent but if they have something like that going on i feel like i'm more prepared for it than most people but uh anyways like I like the thought of Santa and the thought of giving, but I also like the thought of the real Santa Claus, St. Saint, Saint Nicholas, who actually did, like, in 10 feet of snow, go around his village and hand out food and stuff. So I figured that would be something, when the time came, I would actually teach them about the real St. Nicholas and how... About the history About the giving. What it's based on. Yeah, and how the giving is just in a tradition built off of him. See, I like that because, too, the other thing that also bugs me, and a lot of people don't know this, but get ready, I'm going to shatter your world, um, is the fact that the, the vision that we know Santa today was created by Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I know you know that because you learned that at the same time I did. Yeah. He was um, he is, was not a fat, delightful no, man the, in a red The suit. whole <laughs> vision of Santa and the whole ordeal is basically fabricated by coca-cola there is a it's uh, one of those that because of that it just felt very disingenuous you know what i mean so that's always part of the issues that i've had with it but i i I do like that i really like the the whole woman of you know becoming santas but i also do like the whole history and kind of give them the history of this tradition started based on a person who did this and this is why we become like him you know what i mean we we honor that thought of giving and of you know being more for other people in a cold, wintry, balmy, 80 degrees outside in North Florida. <laughs> Sorry, guys, for all of you hey, who are buried reason, in snow right now. The reason I was sick, too, is because Florida dropped down to 30. All right? Yeah, it kept flipping around last week. It was like, it was bipolar, man. Like, you know what to expect. Anyways. But, uh, so, yeah, moving on from the the weepy stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The biggest game I can remember getting, or the the game that I most remember getting, is Ninja Turtles. Ooh, yeah. The original Ninja Turtles for the NES. Yeah. One of, one, that still, was my jam. Still one of the hardest games oh, on yeah. the NES. Right there next to the original Ninja Gaiden. Also, Dude, it is on the NES. so... <laughs> 
That game is so hard. It's I still haven't been able to beat it. I always get to like the second to last level and then I'm done. Like, no, nope, I've had enough. Nope. And I get it. No, I end up getting a game over and have to start from the beginning. Oh, no. Because back then, remember, no saves. No saves. Hardcore. <laughs> Dude, it's so bad. But, and then I, I think, I want to say, but I can't remember. It's been a while. I have it for the virtual console for the Wii. Nah. Um, so I, I can check. But I think that there were level codes. I'm not I'm not too certain about it. Kind of like the uh, what was the the racing game that was on the Nintendo and all that where it was basically you were in the driver's seat and you just kind of turned to get a dodge cars and stuff. I don't recall, but that any, one had level codes. Anybody that is under 25. Yeah, that sounds about fair. Anybody under Close. 25 that may be listening to this show, essentially what happened back in the day when we were kids, there was no such thing as saving in a cartridge. So what they would do is whenever you would pass a level, you would get a nice 10 to 12 digit code that you had to remember and or write down so that you could go back to that level or to the next level whenever you came back. If you remembered it was a code. (laughs) If you remembered that there was a code or if you wrote it down correctly because many times the 7 was not a 7, it was a 1 that somebody wrote weird and then you never got back to that level unless you did it all over again. So... Yeah, that was that was the game that I most remember getting for Christmas. For some reason, that's the one that sticks in my brain. It was the original Ninja Turtles. I think Jet Force Gemini was mine on the 64. Oh, yeah? Because I got a 64 for Christmas, and Lucky. Jet Force Gemini happened to be one of my first games that I got for it. The 64 along with was the uh, first game I bought. I think the other game was the Donkey Kong 64 game, where you had to put the little expansion thing in the yeah. 64. The RAM expansion in it? Yeah. And yeah. I just remember the um, there's a level in Jeff Force Gemini where all the ant bug people are like in a club partying. And it's just flashing lights and everything. And that's burned into the back of my head. So why is it burned to the back of your head? It's just seeing ants dance in a club. <laughs> it was just kind of confusing to me. I'm like, why is this happening? And there's like certain stuff you have to do in the club in order to like get items and things like that. So that's that's one of my biggest memories is watching ants dance on Christmas. <laughs> Fair. Because the whole, in case people don't know, the whole game is about you fighting these bug bugs, like giant bugs and massive boss bugs and things like that. Nice. All right. Well, I, I guess we'll end this uh, this part of the discussion here. Yeah. But once again, Merry Christmas to everybody. Hope oh, you guys oh, oh. have your own uh, uh, ordeals and, and and you guys have a fun time. Uh, but, of course, before we close out the show, uh, we need to get to the very important part of the show, and that is... Cheat code! All right, number 10, Brian. Number 10. Go on. Let it be known that Christmas decorations for the tree can also be used as throwing devices. <laughs> you just sounded so Latino. <sighs> Maria's rubbing off on me. What do you want? <laughs> Anyways, part yeah. of it, part so, of that discussion is this a threat or is this a warning? No, there's a warning. Okay. Part of this discussion is that like now the whole bottom of our tree is bare of uh, Christmas ornaments because oh. <laughs> Killian, in his lovely curiosity, in his ever presence, mischievousness, uh, started grabbing the ornaments off of the tree and throwing them. <laughs> Into random places of the house. And these are obviously the regular cheap ornaments, so they're prone to breaking. Yeah. 
Uh, but At also, least they're cheap. Toddlers like playing with Christmas ornaments, too. Oh, I know. Because they're balls. Do you know why? Toddlers like throwing balls. Do you, do you know how I'm aware? How are you aware? I'm aware because I already know that my son throws everything. You know oh, why yeah. our Christmas tree doesn't have anything on it? Because he's Other throwing lights, stuff. Because we don't want him to throw anything. I have seen a little secret thing that people can do. The fireplace guard rails, you can also use them to block off you your block Christmas off tree. <laughs> but then it just looks like a tree in jail. Yeah, it looks sad over there in the corner it by itself. No. So what we did is our furniture is strategically placed around the tree so that Killian can't get to it. <laughs> nice. We um, What we did is just basically we're not – I don't think we're going to be putting much decorations on the tree itself this year. We're going to wait till next year to actually put stuff on where Joshua is – a bit more communicative, you know what I mean? He's kind of understanding a little more. Because, dude, let me tell you, daycare, like putting him in the daycare that he's in right now, his, dude, he's been progressing like there's no tomorrow. Showed up the other day. <laughs> what? The other day, I was giving him a hug, and he didn't want to be with me. He wanted to be with mom. Aww. But CC had to, you know, take a shower, use a restroom, whatever the case may be. Something that wasn't going to take that long. But he, no, he wanted nothing. He, mom, mom, mom. And he just grabbed, Dada, let me go. I said no. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what Whoa. the heck just happened here? <laughs> He's like, where did you even learn all these words, dude? Like, what happened? But yeah, he's picking up things quick. So there's no mistake. I, I feel that by next year, we should be safe to actually fully decorate the tree. At this point, I think... I mean, we have lights on the tree, and I think that's all we're putting. I'm not sure. Cece and I are going back and forth. Chances are that we're going to slowly decorate as the week goes by, put a couple things up. That way, the, the stuff that can break has less of a chance to break, and then just take everything down quicker than, than later. You know. Here's a little added bonus for those of you that like decorating a tree but are also scared about that. They make fiber optic trees. Yeah, true. That's if you get a fiber optic tree, you don't have to worry about decorating it. The darn thing can probably like put faces and stuff on it. But there's people like me, man, that just like a good like real tree. You I mean, I, mean? I do I too. Love the but smell it's... of a new tree. I love having a new tree. I like and... it. I like a. I like a real tree, but I don't like the pine needles all over the place and the sap and all that. Because I worked in a Home true. Depot tree lot for a Christmas, and I came home with like caked sap all over my arms and stuff. But anyways, fiber optic trees are like a good answer until the kid is ready enough to have cool ornaments and things like that. That's why I think, anyways. Yeah, no. I mean, it's just one of those where, well, we'll make do this year, but we'll figure it out. Indeed. So, all right, Teal'c. <laughs> with, with, with that indeed in mind, indeed. we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode. So thank you very much, guys, for joining us on this episode, episode 10. And remember to join us every single Wednesday uh, for a new episode. Make sure you subscribe and rate us on podcast services everywhere. Uh, remember, for this and other shows, you can check us out at geekandcast.com and follow the Twitter at geekandcast. Uh, thank you once again, Brian, as Ooh. usual, for being my co-host and uh, being the, the Christmas to my Mary, I guess. I don't know. That's um, weird. Yeah, it is weird. So uh, we'll see you guys next Wednesday and uh, a Merry Christmas. Are you the Merry or am I the Merry? I don't know. Do you want to be Merry? No, I don't want to be the Merry. <laughs> Anyways. All right, guys. Merry have Christmas. a great holiday season, See you guys. next week. Merry Christmas. Bye.